0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Everybody is entitled to their fifteen minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Katie Cleary of Peace for Animals. So, how are you doing today, Katie? I'm
2: doing great. How are you doing?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's truly a pleasure to have you on. Oh, thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. So, Katie, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself aside from your organization?
2: Yes, um, well I, I started out, um, let's see, in entertainment, um, when I was about twelve years old in Chicago and um always had a passion for animals, so I wanted to use entertainment as a platform to raise awareness for, for animal welfare uh, around the world. So actually I was either gonna become a veterinarian or a zoologist but um decided to just um you know, um continue in entertainment and then, you know, start producing documentaries and T V shows around animal welfare. So that's kind of what what brings me here now in Los Angeles?
1: Absolutely, and so it seems like you've always been an animal lover. Then,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I remember working with World Wildlife Fund when I was about uh, twelve years old, and uh, it was for a tiger conservation project. And um, I really, you know, my passion is endangered species, of course, and, and big cats. So, um, you know, so we tried to save the last, and it was back then there was five thousand left, and now um, there's only. 3,000 left, so we've lost um, about 2,000 in the last, I'd say, wow, 15 years, so it's really kind of sad, you know?
1: Wow, yeah, it really is, and and your organization, uh, Peace for Animals, advocates for animals, of course, and um, helps rehabilitate them and does all that, but can you tell us a little bit more in depth about your organization and all, and uh, what its mission and goal is?
2: Of course, yeah. So, um, well, peace for animals. I you know, started in 2012, and and really, um, it was something that, you know, I really wanted to do for specifically for wild animals um, and endangered species. So, what you know, our first, actually, my first campaign was for tiger conservation, um, similar to what I did when I was younger, um, but it was for uh, the Saputa region in India. So, um, so basically, there's only 1,500 tigers left. Left there because of poaching for their teeth, their claws, their pelts, and so for me it was just um, it was a no-brainer. You know, tigers and and rhinos are actually um, the most endangered right now, and the pangolies. So um, you know, I, I I really feel that you know if we don't speak up for these animals, they're going to be going extinct uh, in the next couple of years. So that's why I figured um, you know tigers would definitely be the a great first campaign, um, and we partner with Born Free. And, um, and then we, you know, sent, uh, about $35,000 over to India to, to, you know, pay for tracking collars, to pay for uh, more rangers to patrol the Saputa region. Um, you know, and there's just so many, there's so many things that I believe people can do to help. And I think that that's just a difficult thing to know where to start because it can be overwhelming. So we just wanted to give, um, you know, our followers and people that really are passionate about wild animals and endangered species. Um, you know, a platform to be able to, to help. So I think, um, you know, make it easy for people. So it really, you know, it starts in your own backyard. So Peace for Animals really just educates the public on, um, you know, what, what you can do to, you it's simple. You know, sometimes you don't really even need money to do it, whether it's, you know, volunteering, whether it's, Uh, rehabbing wild animals, whether it's going on, you know, photo safaris instead of, you know, killing these animals in the wild, um, like what happened with Cecil recently. You know, there's just so many things that people can do. And, um, it's education, it's passing legislation, um, in conjunction with, um, social compassion legislation, our partner. And, you know, it's just, it, it just takes, it takes time. But, you know, if you, if you try and it's a passion of yours, you'll, you'll make a difference. And if you stick with it and you don't give up, You know, it's just a matter of time, but it does, it does happen and it's taken a while, but we've definitely made a big difference, um, as of recently with, uh, banning bobcat trapping in California.
1: Oh wow. So
2: that was pretty big for us. Yeah.
1: That's great. Well, congratulations on that note. And, and I absolutely love that, you, you know, you pointed out to us too, that it's just the matter of having the passion to do it. Because like you said, it, it doesn't always take money. You don't have to, you know, write a check, but you can literally volunteer in your communities, volunteer with, you know, local, um, you know, advocates, and just really stand up for the cause. Yeah, no,
2: absolutely. And, and really, you know, and, Social media is such a great platform, and so to be able to spread awareness on social media, and, you know, that's how the world, um, you know, really got knowledge about what happened with Cecil in Africa and Zimbabwe because of social media and people really caring, and then it went viral and things like that. I mean, it's so important because, unfortunately, we lost a life, Um, and then a couple days later we lost another life, which is so ridiculous um, that they can continue to do this in Zimbabwe um, when they know it's illegal. Um, But because of these lives that have been lost, now everybody knows the truth of what's happening. And now we can all band together to stop it and end safari hunting. So, um, you know, I just, I don't believe that hunting um, is a sport. I don't, I don't see how killing an animal um, could be fun for somebody. I think a sport should be reciprocal. I think that, um, you know, if (laughs) the other party should know they're playing the game. So, you know, and and with these animals, I mean, really take away the gun and see who wins. And I I really think that people just need to be aware that, you know, it's not only just um, the Safari Club, International, and NRA that are supporting this, but it's, you know, it's, People, your next door neighbors, it's people that you may not know that um, are really not educated on the populations of these animals and the fact that they're being—it's not just safari hunting, but it's it's um, poaching. So it's like they're being hit from both ends. So illegal poaching, which happens every day, and then on top of it, these rich safari hunters paying upwards of fifty thousand to hundred thousand dollars to shoot an animal, whether it's. You know, they have canned hunting or they just have the regular safari hunting. Um, You know, so I can go ahead and get into canned hunting a little bit, but that's a whole different ballgame of paying a certain price um, to trap an animal and then release it and then shoot it. So, you know, I think that um, if it wasn't for social media, um, such a huge platform, then we wouldn't be able to learn about these things on such a global scale.
1: Yes, and and thankfully, uh, like you said, that we now have that platform to make others aware of what's actually really going on uh, because when we hear about it, we obviously want to do something to help that. And can you go a little bit more into um, some of the animal cruelty that you typically hear about? Uh, I know there's also things that are, you know, considered, quote-unquote, fashionable, like faux fur, mink lashes, you know, things like that as well. So would you like to talk about that? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I would love to... um I mean, there's so many, uh, to be honest. I get I get literally hundreds of emails every day, and it's just so hard to go through them all. But, you know, it's, uh, the abuse and neglect is a big deal. And I think that, you know, usually you'll see signs when, you know, children are younger and they abuse a cat or a dog or torture them. And then, you know, you'll find out later that they become serial killers. And it's something that um, I think that we can all, be aware of and prevent and stop. And it's not just, you know, of course, children, although, you know, at the California Wildlife Center um, where I help out occasionally, they have a lot of animals that have been shot with BB guns and pellet guns and, you know, just just horrible things. And it's usually um, young kids that that end up doing it. And so I think that, um, you know, that's another thing, spreading compassion, um, you know, in, in you know, schools and, you know, teaching children at a young age how to treat animals and how to treat our wildlife and coexist with these animals. So I think, um, you know, that's something actually we're working on is um, Humane Environmental Education Amendment in California. So it's something that um, in 2012, um, it's an epiphany I had about getting, you know, education, um, compassion, and, um, you know, environmental, humane education in classrooms, where K all the way through high school. So we ended up getting about 200,000 signatures. And uh, it took a while, um, but we, you know, brought it to the attention of a couple of great assembly members, and they presented it, and it looks like we're going to amend um, the Humane Environmental Education Act to include wild animals and endangered species and have um, a, a class in all schools teaching children how to, to treat these animals. And treat our world and our environment so um thats that's kind of a big deal. I mean, I think the abuse and neglect and and just having compassion for other species is so important and um, and teaching that you know we are sharing the planet with over eight point seven million of them, and we 're just one of them, so it is our job to to be their voice you know so that's just that 's one one of the biggest issues that I see um, another one is the dog and cat meat trade in China and Asia and the Yulin Festival that just ended. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically with, with that, it's just, it's, it's truly heartbreaking to see the fact that these, these people, um, you know, hold this as a tradition and have been doing this for, you know, thousands of years and think that it's okay to torture an animal to get their meat tenderized or whatever because it's going to taste better, um, you know, after they kill them. So they torture them, and then you know sometimes they boil them alive. And I mean, I just don't, I just don't understand it. How could you? How could you be okay with that? How could you think that that's fine? You know, to do that. I mean, everyone knows what's right and what's wrong. I and mean, how could you, you know, look at these animals in, in the eyes and and you know see and not see their pain and continue to do it? And I've seen videos, and it's just it's just horrific. And then you're getting into the fur trade and how you know they sometimes skin these animals alive because it's easier just getting an animal alive than it is dead. And so, you know, they hit them over head a couple times, and then they start, they start the process, and it's just, and I've seen that too, and it's like, it, it's so disturbing. And, like, you know, to, to have somebody wake up in the morning and say, this is my job, this is what I do. I'm sure that there's plenty other things that these people can do than torture these animals and then make profit off of it. So, you know, it's just, I think it's just a matter of time spreading awareness um, you know, like I said, and, and getting out on social media and writing articles and having, having this on the news. And that's my goal is how do we mainstream animal welfare? How do we get it on the news every day? So that's why I created World Animal News, um, a show oh. I had it for about a year and a half. Um, and it's on T-Radio V, and it was just literally about spreading awareness um, on a global scale and bringing on celebrities and different organizations to talk about these issues. So yeah, those are just a couple of the issues that you know I've been a part of and working on um, to, to end. As of recently,
1: that's great, and thank you for all of your efforts um, for definitely standing up for these animals. Because I know that you've said that you're truly dedicated to giving a voice to the voiceless, and I it, do think that it is absolutely ridiculous that you know these animals are being tortured and harmed, and they are you know, lives that are being lost. And so uh, I really commend you for all of your work. And um, actually right now we do have to take a quick little break. So when we get back, we'll definitely talk more about everything else. Um, But for right now, keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids.
3: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Channel. Now, let's get back to our show.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, back with Katie of Peace for Animals. So in our last segment, we were talking a lot with Katie um, about the organization and truly her passion and her mission, and um, the note that we ended on was actually, you know, some of the animal cruelty that we typically hear about, and... I think it is absolutely horrific, and there definitely needs to be something done about it. And thankfully, Katie is standing up for all of these animals and is spreading awareness and hopefully getting the globe uh, aligned with that. So, uh, Katie, tell me, why do you personally feel that it is imperative that animals be protected in general?
2: Well, I really think that it it just comes down to us as a species, and if we're not able just to save our other sentient beings that were put on this planet— um, you know, it, there's, there's really no point in saving us. Um, if, if they're not around, it, we won't survive either. So, um, it's, it's a circle of life It's we're all connected So whatever we do to one species inevitably comes back and is done to us. So I think that, um, you know, it's just a reflection of us as human beings, of where humanity is headed. And I think that the most important thing that we can do is, um, you know, as the stewards of this planet, is be a voice. And, you know, it doesn't take much, but it just takes a few caring people um, to take it to the next level and really be able to, you know, put some global awareness and place some laws um on a global scale in order to protect not only endangered species but give all animals the voice that they need and um, and I think that we can do that we're coming into a different era and it's really just um, creating this, this awareness now it has all started with Cecil, and you know and there's so many other campaigns that we've been working on not only with Cecil but with um, the Zimbabwe elephants um, that we were trying to you know kind of gain momentum for and did a big PSA um, with Pierce Brosnan about it, and um, and actually that just came out, and it was about Zimbabwe selling um, upwards of two hundred elephants to China and um, and the UAE and also France um, for canned hunting for their ivory for you know zoos and things like that. And so now um, because of the death of Cecil, we're, we're able to put the attention on Zimbabwe and their government and Mugabe, um, President Mugabe, to see um, you know if, if we can stop. The rest of the transport of these baby elephants that were roped from, um, in from the wild and basically put in quarantine for four months, and then being sold for thirty five thousand dollars each to to China. Wow! Um, so you know, it's just—I mean, honestly, I, you know—I I, I hate to say this, but it's it's pretty much endless. And um, and there is hope, and there's things that people are doing wonderful things, you know, um, to, to stop this this just it's just a-, a track, um, atrocity It just doesn't I just don't understand how people can think it's right and there are, there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of great things, um but there's also a lot of people that are doing a lot of harm to the animals on this planet, and so um and we can stop them and we can stop it from happening. We all just need to band together to be to be one voice
1: hmm Absolutely. I agree with you 110%. And for those who don't know about um, the story with Cecil the lion, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that and the situation?
2: Yeah. So basically what happened with Cecil, um, it, it's so unfortunate that this uh, dentist ended up uh, paying $50,000 to go into Zimbabwe um, and basically had a guide with him and they tried to lure uh, Cecil out, and he was a very beloved lion. I mean, they photographed him and his cubs, and he was being tracked. He had a tracking collar on, uh, from Oxford. And so, um, this is, this is an animal that was never supposed to be shot, that was never supposed to be, a uh, uh, the target of a trophy hunt. And they lured him out, um, with, with meat, um, out of Hoang National Park, where he was supposed to be protected. And, um, and basically they shot him with a bow and arrow. And, um, 40, and he didn't die, so they tracked him for 40 hours. And after 40 hours, um, this dentist, um, shot him. And then they beheaded him and skin, skinned him, um, at a trophy. And they can't find the head, and they can't find, um, the skin, unfortunately, but, but they did find his body. And because of the tracking collar from Oxford. And it was just, the image was just so horrific. And I just was, I was so shocked and so sad that you know again somebody could think that this is okay to do' it's like I don't know their mentality i don't know I don't know how any species um you know because we are an animal as well, humans are animals like how could you how could you do that and be okay with doing that to an animal and just just to have a trophy um you know hanging on your wall and a rug on the floor it just it just doesn't make sense to me. So I think that it's a shift of awareness. It's a shift of the fact that now, you know, we have to publicly humiliate. This guy has been publicly humiliated. And it's stuff like that. I mean, the guy is probably never going to be able to practice dentistry anymore. Um, he's Everyone knows his face and what he looks like. And so now he's going to have to live with what he did for the rest of his life. And that's not going to be fun. I can, I can put money on that one. So... You know, you. I think we just have to, people that do this, because it happens all the time, um, we have to, in order to to get this to stop, no one wants to be publicly humiliated. We have to continue to do it. We have to continue to make it socially unacceptable to hunt and trophy hunt and do things like that to animals. So if we make it socially unacceptable, I guarantee you no one will do it.
1: Yes, that I agree with that completely, and uh, I see your point on that. And I'm so sad to hear about Cecil the lion because, like you said, these animals just truly don't deserve that type of treatment. And um, are you aware, Katie, of what is currently being done about the other
2: animal abuse cases? Oh, my gosh. I mean, to be honest, I you have to just – there's so many. I mean, <laughs> um, you know, I – you kind of have to pick one. I mean, there's there's just it's kind of endless. Um, you know, people are now you know not just getting slapped on the wrist, thank God, they're actually you know getting jail time, and you know now it's it's a felony in the United States um, to abuse an animal, and before that was non-existent. So, you know, I think that we are going to step in the right direction. There are a lot of great organizations working together to, you know to make a difference and and actually put it in the books and make a law to protect these animals. And I think that that's going to be um, the big kicker for, you know, people and animal abusers is that if if there's more law and stiffer penalties for doing this, then, you know, they're not going to do it.
1: For sure. And describe to me some of the organizations, your organization's efforts to
2: uh, better protect animals
1: around the globe and encourage others to do the same.
2: You know, for for us, it's using the entertainment business and the media, um, you know, as that that voice and that platform. So, you know, I've been involved for so long in in the business and entertainment. So, um, you know, the different shows that I do and you know documentary "Gives Me Shelter" that I just produced, um, just came out on Netflix um, about two months ago, is something that you know will create that global awareness. So, <clears throat> my idea is, how do we? Like I said before, how do we mainstream animal welfare? How do we get it, um, you know, in everyday media? How do we get it on the news? How do we get people talking about it? So it's not just, you know, what's happening with humans. Because, frankly, I'm kind of over that. You know, you hear that all the time in the news. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear about, you know, more shootings and more, you know, and and what's happening with the horrible things that people do. I want I want to hear about what's happening with our planet and how we can save it. And no one really talks about that, and how we can, you know, protect our animals. And you know, this world is really not in um, in, a, in a good situation right now. We're in peril, and so if we can't save our planet, then nothing else really matters. So, because we won't be able to survive. So my idea is, how do we, um, how do we, how do we get everyone talking about this and doing something and, and giving back? And so that's kind of the goal of Teach For Animals is to be able to protect our planet and the future of our animals and our people, um, you know, for, for generations to come. And, and doing that, um, you know, with awareness campaigns and raising, raising funds for different organizations and you know, making more documentaries and, you know, pitching more TV shows and getting some shows on the air that teach people about animal welfare. Um, that's our goal.
1: That's great. And uh, I do think all of your efforts are definitely going to be worthwhile in the end. And like you said, it's simply just talking about it, getting it out there, getting seen by more people and getting more attention. And hopefully that'll spark the interest of, you know, the community um, and around the globe to actually take action on this cause
2: and definitely advocate for these animals. Absolutely yeah I mean we need we need a green show on the air we need something where you see the news and then you have maybe a 10 minute segment of okay did you hear about you know all these issues that are happening with you know the environment and you know we have a huge drought in California so you know they talk about that a little bit but they don't discuss solutions of how we can how we can help how do you how can you save water what can you do to you know limit Greenhouse gases well I mean there's just so many things there's they, they tell you the problems but they don't tell you a solution mm-hmm. and that's what we need we need the solutions and we need to hear less of the negative and more of how we can make a difference
1: that is true and thankfully you're working on getting some more stuff out there and advocating for that so we definitely do appreciate it and with that being said yeah. let's go ahead and take a quick little break keep it right here you're listening to the fame game, fame game. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
3: Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at vapresspass.com that's vapresspass.com va press pass by voice america all access all the time bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book become our friend on facebook post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network visit facebook.com forward slash voice america
0: you're tuned in to maddie rose and the fame game on the voice america kids channel now let's get back to our show
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm Maddie Rose, and we're back with Katie of Peace for Animals. In our last segment, we are talking a lot about, you know, some of the previous animal cruelty stories. Um, We talked about Cecil the Lion, which is just a horrific case, and thankfully, Katie also got into, you know, what we really need to do, what we really need to stand up for, and what needs to be done about this to spread the awareness and get people actively out there in our communities to go ahead and take care of this issue. And, Katie, I know that you mentioned... Um, one thing that Peace for Animals is working with is the documentary Give Me Shelter. And I actually saw the trailer myself on the website, and I have to say that it is absolutely so awesome. powerful. And so I, I absolutely Thank love it. You. Absolutely. It Absolutely. It is truly wonderful. And I think that it's, like you said, just another step to get the word out there. Um, so tell me a little bit more yeah. about that and how did this all start?
2: Yeah. Um, well, I started it uh, shortly after I, I founded Peace for Animals. And it was another epiphany I had. Um, there was a period of time where literally waking up every morning and like I had these these ideas that just kinda popped in my head and it was I had to act on them all. It was weird. It was World Animal News, it was Peace for Animals, it was giving me shelter, it was the Humane Environmental Education Act, it was all of these things at once and I didn't I don't know why it was happening. I didn't know at the time, but I, now I know is that it, you know, it takes some time to work on these issues and it, and from two thousand and twelve to now two thousand and fifteen all of the issues are coming to the forefront, so it took me um, about three years to to make Give Me Shelter, and um, it was just an idea that I had of how do I use you know a business and the platform that it gives you and all the voices of the people that you know that other you know people look up to and people want to listen to um, that are also passionate about animal welfare. How do we how do we bring those together to really um you know to make a difference? And so I asked first person I called was my best friend, uh, Christian Rizzo, and, um, in Chicago, and I said, Kristen I had this great idea of doing a documentary about animal welfare, and I would love for you to direct it. And she thought I was kidding, and I said, no, I, I would love for you to come out to L.A. and direct it and move out, and she said, no, I trust you. Um, you know, When do you move me out? And I said, in a couple weeks, and she ended up moving out for two years, and uh, she lived with me for a little bit, and we worked on the film. And it took, you know, a lot a lot of time to you know, of course film with different people's schedules and, and then of course edit the film. It took about seven months to do that. And then um which distribution companies and we ended up getting distribution on iTunes, Amazon and uh Barnes Noble and then um from there uh Netflix, you know, got wind of it and picked it up and it's been on Netflix for about two months. So, you know, um it just it took it took a long time, a lot of effort, but um it was definitely um you know, the first thing I did as far as producing, um, you know, films or um, or television, but it's something that, you know, I want to continue to do, and it's, um, you know, has a a lot of great buzz right now, um, you know, around the film, and, and a lot of, you know, great people that, you know, writing amazing articles about it, and people that, you know, really think that we need more documentaries like this to be able to raise awareness on a global scale. So, um, yeah. So that's um that's kind of how it started. Um, you know, I asked Rick O'Berry, be Hedron, Alice with Michael Vartan, people that, you know, um I, I had worked with and, and friends of mine to all, you know, be the voices of the film and they all said yes. So, you know, and just asking a lot of favors from a lot of people um that believe in believe in what I'm trying to do and um that's how it all came together.
1: Well I love that story and I, I also love how, like you said, everybody came together. It was kinda, you know, an, an joint effort in the very beginning, um and, and that volunteerism as well. And I love how also um, Peace for Animals is set aside from other organizations because, like you said, you're truly utilizing the entertainment platform. And I feel with, you know, like you said, social media and entertainment being such a big platform that we know today. It's a great way for people who are already, you know, incorporated into that, uh, you know, to learn more about these issues such as animal welfare.
2: Yeah, exactly. You know, and it it just it doesn't take too much time, um, to be able to, you know, just you know, you look on your Facebook page and I'm sure that there's um out of thousands of friends and people have, you know, there's there's a couple that are animal advocates and so, you know, thank God for that because, you know, um like me, I, I look on my Facebook or my Instagram and it's all about animals but a lot of people don't have, you know, um the, the circulation of animal welfare friends like someone like me or um, you know somebody that that's in in this every day and does this every day. Um, so you know, I'm hoping that at least there are some people out there, you know, in in different groups of friends that are pushing this issue on a daily basis. So you know, it, it, amongst all the other things that people see on social media, um, some of these animal welfare issues do pop up. So that's that's what I'm hoping.
1: For sure, and little by little, you
2: know, that's how how issues like Cecil, you know, um, really get in the mainstream.
1: Yes, for sure. And um, you said that Give Me Shelter was available on Netflix, correct? Yes. Perfect. And what has your response been for the documentary so far? I'm curious to hear because it was truly powerful, even just the trailer itself. So I'll definitely have to check out the full version.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, honestly, the response was that it was um, was just very well done. Um, You know, it really highlighted the top well, i say top 10 uh, most important animal welfare issues. And, and it was funny because a lot of people um, didn't agree with how I was going to do that. And they were kind of like, there's no way that you're going to be able to highlight all these issues in one in one film. And I said, well, you know, there are so many issues. And for me to just pick one, like the Cove or Blackfish did, um, for me, it's not serving a justice to all of the issues that are happening worldwide so I, I kind of segmented the film and did puppy mills and adopting that shopping animals kind of like the first segment and then went to the horse slaughter and um and saving about mustangs and then going into the fur trade and field clubbing and then um you know circuses sea world and, and then you know kind of went on from there so you know um it was just something that i knew that that i could you know I, that, I, that i was able to accomplish but I, I don't think a lot of other people saw my vision so um you know, I'm, I'm happy that I kind of stuck with, stuck to my guns and, and really knew that this is the way to kind of go about producing this film and creating this film. And then other people eventually, um, you know, saw, saw my vision and said, okay, you know, I get what you're trying to do. And it came together really well. So, um, I think that, you know, it's just, really a lot of people are, I think they're impressed that, you know, two young girls, um, who have a passion were able to really put this together and then get this to Netflix. I think that that's something that, um, you know, is empowering for all young women around the world and, and young people around the world, that if you do have a vision and a goal, um, you know, don't give up, keep fighting, and, you know, it'll happen. You can make it happen.
1: Absolutely. And again, I love how you said that it is truly empowering. And I think everybody should should take that as a lesson uh, that if you're passionate about something, then you should truly go for it. And you know, even if the odds are all against you, then if you're determined enough and persistent enough, then you can make it happen. And Katie, um, yeah, yeah, to go in that direction. um, What is next for you? Because you made Give Me Shelter that was very successful. You've had a great response so far. So I'm curious to know what else do you have in your sleeve?
2: Well, um, you know, right now we're working on a couple different shows that we're pitching, um to networks and their animal related shows. So I'm hoping that we can get, you know, um, something off the ground there and um, you know, we we just finished, you know, of course the, the bobcat ban, um so that just happened this week. So I just got back from Sacramento um from doing that, which is a huge victory and um and it's just gonna give us momentum to kind of push forward and get our um other, you know. Uh, bills passed from there. Um, so, you know, that was a big thing we just did. Um, and, you know, I plan on to probably working on give me shelter too next year, um, depending on, you know, how the end of the year goes with, with, uh, the first give me shelter. And, you know, I'd love to, you know, highlight more of the issues because we did, we picked the most crucial issues, but there are still a lot of other issues that we didn't touch on, like bear bile and the, um, the dog meat trade and factory farming and things that I really, would like to shed light on, so um, that will definitely probably be next. And got a lot of different campaigns coming up. Um, we've got uh, some collaborations with different, you know, clothing companies to raise awareness and, and funds for Peace for animals. And then um, also, I'm shooting two movies this year, and um, and one is the Wind of Heaven, and that has to do with um, what's happening in Montana with the horse calling and, and horse slaughter there um, on public lands, and you know, um, saving the wild mustangs. So that's kind of what I'm working
1: on. That's great. It sounds like you're very busy, but uh, very productive in that. So I'm sure that we'll all definitely be excited to keep up with that. And, of course, you know, watch out for some of your newest events and activities for Peace for Animals.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We just had a beach cleanup and so that was, that was a pretty big thing for us. Um, we plan on doing it a couple times a year and that's another thing people can do is, you know, organize, organize these little get togethers, you know, organize a beach cleanup, organize, you know, um, I don't know, I mean a canyon cleanup in California, you know, there's so many different areas, um, that need, that need help and that need to be cleaned up. So, you know, it's, very simple things like that, taking one day, um, you know, out of your week to, you know, and make it fun, you know, maybe do, um, a little vegetarian barbecue afterwards or something like that, you know, <laughs> yes. um, just simple things, you know, it's just, and, and then maybe even hang at the beach afterwards, you know, so take a couple hours, get your friends together, do a beach cleanup and then, you know, and go surfing.
1: <laughs> yes. So it
2: doesn't all, all have to be work, you know?
1: Absolutely. That sounds wonderful and a great idea for everybody to get involved with the cause. So I am very much in support of that. And, Katie, we do have to take a quick little break. So let's go ahead and do that. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up.
0: We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food. Beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon Appetit! What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts?
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids Channel.
1: Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're back with Katie of Peace for Animals, of course. This is our final segment. I know time has flown by, uh, but I love talking to Katie about all of her work to advocate for animals, what she's doing to encourage others to do that. And as you know, um, just truly everything from, you know, a documentary to attending rallies and advocating for so many great organizations. uh, I think that we should definitely commend her for all of her work. And Katie, what organization? has Peaceful Animals advocated for? Because when I went on the website, I noticed that there are a few select
2: organizations. Yeah, so we've partnered with um, SPCLA. We've partnered with Born Free. Um, we've also partnered with um, California Wildlife Center. Um, you know, we're, we're you know, regular partners with Social Compassion and Legislation, which passes all the humane bills in California and New York. Um, Eastwood Ranch for, for rescue. So it's really just, um, you know, getting together with, uh, with, you know, people that I, that I've known for a long time and friends of mine that, you know, have these organizations and, and, you know, because we're so grassroots, um, you know, Peace for Animals does have a small team and all these other organizations that I've worked with those have a small team. So now, you know, partnering our efforts, you know, makes us, makes us more visible and, um, and, and, you know, um, be able to do more work. So I think that, that's kind of um, the way we've seen it, you know, until we, we gain a larger team of, um, you know, 25 people and more, you know, um, advocating for peace for animals. And, you know, um, on a daily basis, I think that, we, you know, partnering with different organizations is probably the best way to be able to make um, more change.
1: Yes, I completely understand. And, uh, you know, going more into the organization's just overall success and their accomplishments, as the founder and CEO of Peace for Animals, uh, what would you consider the biggest accomplish or success of the
2: organization thus far? Mm, you know, there's. I think the biggest success is probably the documentary um, and having that, um, you know, just come out on Netflix, I think, because Peace for Animals is behind it. And, of course, um, I produced the film, but, you know, of course, with the the help of these for animals, I think that that's probably our biggest success, and that's kind of what's gonna take us i think um to the next level as far as uh animal welfare is concerned and and you know kind of take our organization um to a, to another platform, I think the film. That's w-
1: that's wonderful. And yes, I can see why. Um I can see that all of the hard work has definitely paid off. And uh just on a side note for the documentary, what was it like being in the seat of a producer?
2: You know, honestly, I, I really loved it. Um I I prefer producing, you know, I I do like being in front of the camera and, and I've done it for a very long time, but I think that now, you know, producing gives you the creative ability to yeah. kind of do you know, what you feel and, and tell your story of the way you think it needs to be told. And um, and I just think I love being creative and I love um, being able to, you know, uh, develop and, and, you know, I don't know, be artistic. And I think that this really kind of uh, shined through with, you know, having such a serious matter that we're talking about, but yet, you know, being able to present it in um an educational way we call it like edutainment, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you know, educational, but something that, you know, people do want to watch and, and people learn from. So I think that, you know, it really just, um, you know, touched on, um, my creative ability and artistic side, um, which I really, really love to, you know, to put out there actually, you know, because I'm so used to being on the other side of the camera. So, yeah, yeah.
1: it was a nice change of roles. I can see, Yeah, it is. is. That's great that you were able to experience that and for something that you were so passionate about. And it will definitely be helping uh, many animals and bring their stories outward. And so with that being said as well, Katie, um, is there anything else that you'd like to see your organization do in the next five years? What is your vision for that?
2: You know, my goal for these for Animals is to inevitably, um have a rescue and rehabilitation center for um, for endangered species in, in Africa. And so, um, you yeah, know, I'm visiting Africa this year to work on a rhino poaching documentary. So, um, so you know, my next step is to you know speak with some people there, trying to figure out you know where the the best um, you know piece of land would be to put a sanctuary uh, rehabilitation center on, and then get grants to be able to do that, and then you know able to figure out, you know, who, who can be a part of the Peace for Animals team out there and have the Peace for Animals, um, you know, Rescue and Rehabilitation Center. And, and I'm thinking that maybe South Africa might be the best, the best area for that. So, um, you know, that's kind of my goal is to, you know, split my time between the states and, and Africa because I feel like that's really where the help needs to be. Um, we need to be at the forefront of, of saving these animals from extinction. And, and the only place that is is really um, Africa. So, yeah, so that's kind of my, my goal.
1: That's absolutely, (laughs) yes, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. I love how you're reaching above and beyond for that. And, and it's great that, um, you know, having a center would do a lot of good. And, uh, just to give us a little bit more insight, what do rehabilitation centers specifically do for these animals?
2: So basically they would just rescue them um from the wild, um, whether their their mothers were poached and they're orphaned <clears throat> or, you know, if they were injured and they needed um, they needed help, I think that, you know, really what they would do is is they would go out and at the, you've probably seen David Shelter Wildlife Trust do this with their baby elephants, um, when their mothers have been poached, um, they take the babies in and then they basically bottle feed them and become their mothers and, and then what they do is inevitably um when they get strong enough, some of them they're they're able to release into the wild, but the others, um, unfortunately, you know, will have to stay at the sanctuary, um, you know, for the rest of their lives. Which, you know, this is just something that is so unfortunate because, you know, because of human greed and and the fact that we feel like it's okay to to kill these elephants for their ivory or for a trophy. Um, So, you know, again, it comes back to social awareness and, you know, just taking it to the next step and and mainstreaming animal welfare. And so, you know, that's really, um, that's really my goal.
1: That's great. And what is the best way for others to get involved, Katie, with Peace for Animals or even simply support the organization's efforts?
2: yes Well, um, well if you would like to make a donation um it would be wonderful um you can visit peace the number 4 animals.net to do that and also um you know please watch our documentary um give me shelter and um you know the proceeds actually do go to us if you watch it um from from our website um you can actually download it worldwide at give-me-shelter.com um so you know we'd love for you to do that and check out the work that we've we've been a part of and we've done and then, um, you know, and also, you know, I would say start, start in your own backyard. Start rescuing animals. Start, start, um, volunteering at your local shelter or your local uh, wildlife rehabilitator. Um, I think that that's a great way to start helping. And then also you can sign up for, our, you know, our newsletter on, um, peace, number four animals And, um, and check out, um, give, uh, well, World Animal News actually. We're launching, um, uh, our new site in about a month and it's world, WorldAnimalNews.com, and it's going to be the CNN for animals.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for joining me here today. I know I've said it already, but all of your efforts truly do make a difference. And we are so glad to hear it from you firsthand. And we can't wait to join your mission and goal of advocating for all of these animals. And we hope to support Peace for Animals and all of their work uh, for the future.
2: Thank you so much. Thanks, my dog. Thank you, too. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> You're in the background. Well, yes, it was a pleasure
1: to have you on, Katie. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Thanks. You too. So with that being said, that is our show. Thank you guys so much for joining us and listening, and we'll see you next week.
0: Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show.